Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Tigers Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schulte, and we've got quite a bit to get to, so let's go ahead and do that. This episode recorded Sunday, June 5th, 2022, and the Tigers, well, you know what? They had a reality check. Okay, so they won seven of their last nine. (laughs) Then they went and got swept by the Yankees, Um, and it's not going to get any easier. Because they got the Pittsburgh Pirates coming up. And you may sit there and go, Pittsburgh? Well, Pittsburgh just swept the Dodgers last week. Pittsburgh took five out of six from the Dodgers in the season series. The Dodgers. One of the top three teams in baseball. The other two are in New York, the Mets and the Yankees. So there you go. You can scoff all you want. But that's also a team that held the Tigers to five runs in two games in Detroit. So, say what you will. Pittsburgh's going to be tough. And we're going to get into some things about the Tigers' offense today. Uh, But before we do that, let's go through some injury updates real quick. Tyler Alexander is pitching in live action. He's actually on a rehab assignment in Toledo. He's doing um, multiple appearances, short appearances, like two innings at a time, so that he can get used to that again instead of being ramped up to be a starter. So he'll be added to the bullpen uh, once he comes back, in which case the Tigers have a very interesting decision to make uh, because... Later on this month, they have to actually go down to 13 pitchers and 13 position players. They, right now, they're at 14, but by Major League Baseball mandate, on uh, and later in the in, in the month, they have to go down to 13 and 13. So that is going to be something that they'll have to figure out <clears throat> as far as who goes where and who gets gets what assignments and things of that nature. And this is a good bullpen. This is a bullpen that is second in the league in terms of earned run average. Like I said last week, the Tigers pitching isn't the problem. The Tigers hitting is the problem. And we'll get into that in a minute. Um, Austin Meadows is scheduled to probably come back on Tuesday. Um, he's going to make, he played nine innings today. He had a nine innings uh, game today. They were going to evaluate him after that, and possibly they'll activate him tomorrow. Uh, They'll make a decision on that tomorrow, and uh, we'll let you know how that works out next week. Um, Robbie Grossman is still having some issues. He's he's starting to get into baseball activities. Um, Everything else, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez threw a bullpen session on Friday, Friday and looked really good. They're going to send him down to Toledo for a rehab start shortly, and then they'll bring him back into the rotation. And apparently he's been throwing, he's actually had harder velocity uh, than he did in all of his starts before he strained his rib cage, which kind of makes you wonder how long has he been hurt and how long was he trying to pitch through that? But um, that's something that we'll, 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 we'll not know the answer to ever. Probably. So 
With that, let's get into some things here. Um, oh, Joey Wentz, uh, Wednesday's starter in game two, or no, Tuesday's game two starter in the doubleheader that was against Minnesota on Tuesday, left early. Um, he did end up straining his shoulder and his neck, and um, they are still evaluating that. And Jamer Candelario left the game today. Um, he dove and apparently jammed his shoulder. They're just saying a shoulder injury. They're going to do more tests to see what's going to happen there. Um, Harold Castro replaced him at third base and actually got a hit, So, which is something Candelario hasn't been doing lately. So there you go. Um, actually, that was Willie Castro that got the hit, not not uh, Harold, but still. Um, so here's the problem with the Tigers' offense this year. And this this is interesting because if you think about it, there's a number of things that that make me curious, so to speak. Okay, so let's look at it from the standpoint of what's wrong with the offense. First of all, the offense has scored 150 runs in 53 games. There's a reason why they're 21 and 54 games. There's a reason why they're 21 and 33, folks. And that's it right there. 150 runs in 54 games. And now by my math, that's like two runs a game, less than two runs a game. So... You're in a situation, actually it's less than three. Less than three runs a game. So you're in a situation where your offense is only scoring two point whatever runs a game. We'll say two. And your pitching is phenomenal. Problem is, your pitching doesn't hold the offense for the other team scoreless long enough for you guys to score first. There's an issue there. Because when the Tigers score first, they're a lot better than they are when they have to come from behind. Most teams are. Nobody wants to come from behind every game. It's nice to score first and then just roll your pitching the way you want it. And usually that's what A.J. Hinch does. What you've been seeing is five innings from your starter, maybe six. Then Alex Lang or Will Vest, Michael Fulmer, Andrew Chafin, Gregory Soto, or some mix thereof. Today it was Lang for two for an inning well for two innings basically. Fulmer for an inning and a third, and then Gregory Soto for an inning plus. And I say an inning plus because he didn't get any out. Well, you could say an inning and a third because he did make an out. He did get an out, but it was a sacrifice fly off the bat of Josh Donaldson, and that's what cost the Tigers the game. 
because it was in at the bottom of the 10th. So it's one of those things where you sit there and you look at it and you, you just, you just, even when they score four or more runs, the defense lets them down a little bit. Tigers would have won this game if it wasn't for Javi Baez. So Javi Baez in the bottom of the seventh has a ground ball hit to him off the bat of Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Now, there's a runner on first who was Glaber Torres took off at the, at the, uh, with the pitch. So he's in motion as the ball is hit. It's a soft ground ball up the middle. Javi Baez comes in and fields it, looks to second, and by the time he turns back and throws to first, it's too late. Kiner Falef is already safe. The Tigers were up 3-2 to two at that point. The bases become end up getting loaded. Joey Gallo gets a walk with the bases loaded. And Michael Fulmer, or sorry, Alex Lang, walks in the, the, the tying run. He doesn't do that if Javi Baez plays goes for the sure out at first base, doesn't even think about second. Javi Baez's lack of situational awareness this this season has absolutely astounded me in certain instances. Now, he later made up for it. He had two runs batted in today. He had a double and a single. So maybe, just maybe, he's hopefully snapping out of this season-long funk that he's in. But I can put the woes of the Tigers' offense squarely on his shoulders, and I am. Because you take the team that struck out the second most times in the American League, that's the Detroit Tigers, that was last year, you add the player that struck out the second most times, not just in the National League, but in the majors last year in Javi Baez. Oh, well, he's feast or famine. Well, guess what? This famine's lasting an awful long time. We need, to, we need to talk to Joseph, see if there's any dreams coming up about this thing getting taken care of. You know, hey, Joe, I had a dream that there was, there was seven baseball bats and seven baseballs, and the baseball bats all hit the baseballs, and the baseballs all, sh- all fell apart. What does that mean? That means your 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 offensive drought's about to end. Or, hey Joseph, I had this dream about seven baseball bats and seven baseballs, and the the bats hit the baseballs and all the bats shattered. What does that mean? It means your famine is going to continue. Your offensive drought is going to continue. You're done for the year. You're going to be historically offensively bad for the year. The Athletic calculated this out. If they stay on the pace that they're at right now, they're going to score 455 runs in 162 games. You can't win that way. And I blame this completely on Javier Baez. 
because it's his added presence to the lineup. Miguel Cabrera said it in spring training. We will follow Javier Baez. You're following him all right. Even Spencer Torkelson, who at one point had a 19.7% chase rate. The league average is 30. He was 11% below league average in chase rate. That's gone up. He's chasing more pitches. Your best hitter right now is Miguel Cabrera with a 270 average. <laughs> Your best hitter right now is Miguel Cabrera with a 270 average. And you know why? Because Javi Baez has taken his second most strikeouts in the majors and brought him to Detroit, and Detroit is following Javi Baez and striking out like crazy. Your four best hitters when it comes to even being close to having the same amount of walks as strikeouts. Spencer Torkelson, Robbie Grossman, Austin Meadows, Jamer Candelario. Three of the four are hurt. And you got to wonder how long Austin Meadows has been dealing with the vertigo that he was dealing with before he went on the injured list. You got to wonder how Robbie Grossman's neck has been feeling since before he went on the injured list. Let's not forget... Back in Kansas City, he had to miss a few games because he had back tightness. So how long has that gone been going on and he's just tried to play through it because that's how he is? So in a nutshell, the Tigers' offensive issues are based on the fact that the Tigers strike out more than they walk way more than they walk. Not just by a few, by a lot. The team's slugging percentage is less than 400. As a team. Nobody on this team has double-digit home runs. It's just, it's just deplorable to sit here and watch all the swing and miss that goes on in this team. And it kind of makes me wonder, is A.J. Hinch going through a shift in philosophy or is he basically following the party line? And here's why I say that. Because... His response to a lot of these questions, a lot of when they when he discusses a lot of these hitters is, "Oh yeah, he's aggressive, and you don't want to moderate that aggression because if you do, you're going to end up taking away his ability to hit, and he's not going to be comfortable hitting because he's going to be too busy trying to not be aggressive and 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 take his walks." And he said that on any number of occasions about Javi Baez. He said it about Jonathan Scope who is actually starting to hit a little bit over the last couple weeks. He said it about Spencer Torkelson. Spencer Torkelson's problem isn't that he swings and misses. It's that he's too patient. He wants to get on base. He wants to draw walks. He doesn't want to string it, swing at bad pitches. And as a result, he ends up taking pitches that are borderline pitches that are getting called strikes. 
He's letting the pitchers beat him. He's not beating the pitchers. That, I think, is going to come. Look, let's, he's, he's only 21 years old, folks. I think that's going to come with time. He's going to recognize things a little bit better. I'm not as worried about Spencer Torkelson as I am about Jamer Candelario and Javi Baez and Tucker Barnhart and Jonathan Scope. He's actually starting to hit a little bit, a little bit, but before the last couple of weeks, he was in a deep funk and, and Derek Hill and, Daz Cameron and Willie Castro and Harold Castro. These are guys, arguably, some of these guys should still be in the minors. Derek Hill didn't make the big club. He was called up. Daz Cameron didn't make the big club. He was called up. Willie Castro was a call-up. Cody Clemens has always struck out more than he's walked. And he was a call-up. We know Miguel or we know Javi Baez can can actually walk more. He did it in New York. Granted it was only for about a month, but he still did it. So it's in there. It's possible. He's completely capable of doing it. So at the end of the day, I blame the Tigers' offensive woes strictly on Javi Baez and the fact that he's brought his brand of strikeout king to Detroit. And like I said, you kind of wonder what what A.J. Hinch is thinking because A.J. Hinch in Houston took the team that struck out the most, and within two years, they were the second toughest team to strike out in the American League. So based on that, he doesn't believe in striking out. He doesn't believe in, oh, well, you can't take the aggression out of the hitter. So is he speaking the party line, or has he had a philosophy change? Why didn't Alavila try a little bit harder to get Carlos Correa or Marcus Simeon or Corey Seager or Trevor Story? Why was he so happy with a ground ball hitter, a guy who hits more ground balls than fly balls in Javi Baez, when clearly a line drive stroke fits Comerica Park better? Carlos Correa would have done so much better at Comerica Park than Javi Baez is going to do. For that matter, why didn't Detroit... What, what, is, what is it about A.J. Hinch or the city of Detroit that Carlos Correa didn't like. Because Detroit made him an offer. So, at the end of the day, it's down to one specific player, and that's Javi Baez. Because he's striking out a ton And because Miguel Cabrera has said this team will follow Javi Baez, and they are, because they're striking out a ton, 
That's why this team is averaging less than three runs a game. That's why this team is going to average less than three runs a game through the entire season. That's why this team is on a pace to only score 455 runs, which is, by the way, the worst output offensively in the entire 122-year existence of the Detroit Tigers. This is a team that is going to score less runs than teams that were in the early 1900s. Teams with guys on them by the name of Cobb. And I can tell you, because I looked at the numbers before, that was a dead ball time. The baseball didn't fly as far. Players weren't as big as they are. I mean, let's let's be realistic here. Babe Ruth hit 30 home runs in 1919, led the league. <clears throat> 19 home run or 30 home runs led the league. That's how dead the ball was back then. And the Tigers are on a pace to score less than those teams. They're going to score less and they're going to strike out more. Now, part of the reason that they're going to strike out more is because the season back in the early 1900s was 140 games. But but it's still. That should tell you something. When the season was 22 games shorter than it is now, and Detroit is going to score fewer runs than any team in Detroit Tigers history, I I'm, I'm, I have to look it up. I, I have to figure this out because there is still that 60-game season. Well, the, the Tigers only played 58 in 2020. There's no way they scored more than 455 runs in 58 games. So that has to be factored in as well. But still... 455 runs in 162 games. And that's less than teams that played 140 games. That's less than teams that played games in a dead ball era. That's less than the 1968 Tigers scored and the 1968 Tigers played in a, in a year where there was only one guy that hit over 300 that year. And that was Carl Yastrzemski. But 
but because the Detroit Tigers are on such a high for striking out, they're on such a Jones for it. They just love it, apparently. They just don't care, apparently. Tiger fans have to sit and watch. as we score 455 runs over 162 games, less than three runs a game. This factors in the 13-0 bombing that they gave to the Colorado Rockies in, in early May and the seven runs that they scored on Monday against the Twins and the five runs that they scored on Wednesday against the Twins. (laughs) This factors into those as well. Those factor into that as well. I'm 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 floored by how bad this offense is, and it's all because they strike out. You listen to the radio broadcast. Stan Dickerson. Well, there's some swing and miss in his game, and you're going to have to live with that. No, you don't. A.J. Hinch, the guy who masterminded the turnaround of the Houston Astros, along with, with, with Jeff Luno. The guy who was on the field and, and, and worked with these guys to get them to cut down on their strikeouts so much that they went from being the worst team in the league as far as the number of strikeouts to the second best. And he's sitting there saying, oh, well, you can't take away the aggressiveness of these hitters. You can't take away their aggression. Alavila going out and offering contracts to these guys, knowing full well what their strikeout numbers are. Not doing anything about these guys in the minors when they're striking out more than they're walking. Oh, we need to correct some things in the minors. Fix it at the lower levels. Develop plate discipline discipline at the lower levels. Okay, Jamer Candelario, Javi Baez, Miguel Cabrera, Tucker Barnhart, Jonathan Scope. Those guys don't have, they, they haven't been in the, in the Tigers minor league system. I get that. But Willie Castro has. Derek Hill has. Daz Cameron has. Cody Clemens has. Is. Spencer Torkelson was. Riley Green is. There shouldn't be swing and miss in these people's games. Oh, you're going to have to live with that. No. No. I, as a Tiger fan, do not have to live with the fact that my team is a human air conditioner. I can be upset about the fact that my team is going to score less than three runs a game over an entire 162-game season because of the fact that they're so busy waving at the baseball that they can't think about the fact that they want to actually hit the baseball. I don't have to put up with that. I don't have to just sit there and accept that. And I refuse to. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. TigersBaseballPodcast at gmail.com. That's the world's longest email address. I'm awfully proud of that. You can also get a hold of us on Twitter at 
Podcast Tigers. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube so we can actually get the custom URL that we want. And um, if you're sub- if you're listening on the on on the podcast, we do appreciate that. Thank you so much to Anchor for distributing the podcast. Uh, like I said, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, you'll get the podcast every week on YouTube. With that, I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in and checked this podcast out this week. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you on Sunday of next week. Thank you very much. I'm Chris Schulte. Go Tigers.